Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Bitch Slap. I'm Rachel Fisher. I'm Desi Jadikin. And this is Melrose Place Season 1, Episode 31, State of Need. Mm. Mm. I mean, just chef's kiss to these final two episodes. Oh my God. I just. They're so good. I was vibrating. Especially the finale. Oh. It's like nonstop. <laughs> no, this is uh, the penultimate episode of season one. You gotta say that word when you can. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we begin, well, where we last left off. Where we last left off, Billy and Allison got it on at Allison's in or at the hotel that Allison was staying at in Palm Springs. The work retreat or whatever. Yes. Yeah. So we watched them get it on, we take off her sensible pumps, and now they're back and they're still going hot and heavy. Yes. It was disgusting. It was so gross. <laughs> and because Billy rode there on a motorcycle he borrowed from Jake's shop, they both returned together. On the motorcycle. This is how dickmatized Allison is, is that Allison Parker was willing to get on the back of a motorcycle for this. Yeah. Because she's, I mean, I guess she rode on Jake's bike at one point. It was different with Jake. It was different with Jake. <laughs> it's hotter with Jake. <laughs> yeah. Um, they say that their weekend was incredible. And they're just standing in front of the complex kissing. And that's when Jake comes out. He interrupts them. And he's like, hey, Billy, I got to take this bike back to the shop. Yeah. And they're just all over each other coming through the door. And Billy's like, we made love. Ugh, I wanted to vomit. He also asked her if she had sore lips, which I was like, I don't need that double meaning. <laughs> <laughs> and Allison says, we sure did. Ugh. But Can you she, imagine having this conversation with someone? Ugh. It's so weird. And then Allison tells Billy that she's, She's like, are you, of course, she's got to worry about this. Yeah. She's got to have her concerns. She's a little concerned that maybe they're moving too fast. And Billy shushes her. Yeah. And he's, he's taking charge, he's, according to and Allison. She, and she thinks that's hot. Yeah. And it is she, hot. But they agree that they're going to take it slow and be discreet. They're not going to, like, be out on front street with their relationship. No. So Allison tells Billy, I like you taking charge. Yeah, and then they make some more sloppy kissing noises. Yeah, it's totally gross. At the hospital, Kimberly wakes Michael up because that's where he's been sleeping <laughs> since Jane found out that he was having an affair with Kimberly. Yeah, he's on like some cot, one of those like 
just, you know, caught you just kind of stick in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a wreck. I mean, this man needs a shower. He looks messy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, even when she wakes him up, he's like, oh, like he's like, he's Michael Messini right now. Yes, absolutely. Kimberly is like, Michael, you need to talk to Jane because he hasn't spoken with Jane since she busted them at Kimberly's apartment, which we're guessing is a few days, right? Yeah. Something like that. And Michael starts immediately making excuses for his behavior. He's like, well, at least I'm not drinking. He's like, I may be cheating on my wife, but at least I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah. There's that. Like (laughs) a lot of people cheat on their wives and then start drinking a lot because they can't handle it. I can handle it. (laughs) I can handle the guilt. I don't care. Yeah. That was, that was, that was not the flex he thought it was. <laughs> Absolutely not. You got to appreciate Kim- Kimberly, though, because she's like, well, what about us? It's like, not now, Kimberly. <laughs> so Michael kind of pulls himself together. He goes to the receptionist who has a note for him. And Jane is waiting outside for him. Yeah. And she's waiting outside for him in the parking lot with all of his shit packed up in suitcases. And she's like, Michael, you can pick up the rest of your things next week when I'm at work or not there. She's had it. Now, I really loved uh, Jane is obviously there in her cabriolet. And I just feel like it's a flex to to drop your husband's things off who, who just cheated on you with the top down. Because it's like, I'm going out cruising <laughs> with my cabriolet tops. To, like she took the top down to do this ad- adventure with right. Michael. And I, I like that uh, choice for her. Yeah, because she's now, she's like, I'm an independent Los Angeles woman. I need to go to K-Beacon Designs. Yeah, and, and I'm carefree. I'm not hurt. <laughs> yeah, she's not mad. No, but she actually is really fucking Very mad. pissed. Michael's like, Jane, can we just talk about this? And he, he tries to touch her. And she's like, don't touch me. She snaps. This is these two episodes. We, this is the maddest we've seen Jane ever, ever, ever. And she's she's at an 11. She this is Jane raising her voice. Yeah. And she gets in the car. She and then she just peels out of there in her cabriolet. Yeah. Yeah. The cabriolet was not meant to do things that sordid. <laughs> no, the, the cabriolet was meant to go to Chipotle with girlfriends. Yeah, absolutely. It was meant to go to Claire's. It's girl time car. It's, it's a girl time car. Joe returns home to Melrose Place with her model friend, Karen. Mm. So Karen's back. Yeah. And Karen... Strips off all of her clothes and jumps into the pool. Yeah. So she's just wearing nude colored lingerie. Mm -hmm. And this is like exactly what a type of girl like Karen would do. Oh, you have a pool. I'll just take off my dress and go swimming in my underwear. (laughs) And then make you feel like you're the weirdo for not wanting to do it. Yeah. Karen's very performative about being a bad girl. Yeah. A bad girl, free spirit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'll just strip off. I've never even been here before. And we're just walking in. I'm just going to take a swim. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Joe's like, uh, okay. Jake comes outside looking like James Dean. He looked fucking hot in this scene. Also, he was holding a sandwich. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like the hottest you can be. Yeah. Jake, he's wearing like a wife beater, right? Yeah. Like a yeah. tank top. His muscles look great. Mm. He's holding it. He's using the mu- muscles to hold a big sandwich. <laughs> 
the ideal workout. <laughs> and he's got his hair done up like a greaser. The only problem with Jake during this scene is the fact that he cannot keep his eyes off of Karen. It's almost a comical sitcom like, whoa, what's the model doing? And Karen can't keep her eyes off of Jake. None of us can. (laughs) Who can blame her? (laughs) She starts openly flirting with Jake and she's horny. And Joe is a very, very secure in her sexual relationship and romantic relationship with Jake at this point because she's kind of just like rolling her eyes at Karen. Right. And she's kind of with Jake like, what do men, boys will be boys. They can't help but looking at women. Right. Right in front of me, comically. And Karen's being very horny for Jake. She goes, hey, hunk, come on in. Yeah. Inappropriate, I think. She was over the line. You don't do that with someone, someone's boyfriend you just met. Like, yeah, it's not like they're old friends or something. And Jake has a boner at this point because him and Joe immediately rush inside. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to fuck my guy right after he got horny for a woman in the pool. Yeah. Because I'd be like, are you are you horny for her? And they just leave Karen there. Yeah. But immediate, But this episode should have been titled or it could have been titled, Hey, we saw you from across the bar and we dig your vibe. Yes, absolutely. At D&D, Amanda has saved us. Amanda comes in to the office and she's like, Allison, I saved you a seat on the bus back from Palm Springs, but you weren't there. And Allison is all too proud to say, well, that's because I came back from Palm Springs with Billy. I did end up getting that note after all. Yeah. Now, if you remember last week, Amanda had hidden a note that Billy had left for Allison at the hotel asking to meet him in the lobby. Saying he couldn't wait any longer. Yeah. Yeah. And Allison's like, sorry, Amanda, your little scheme didn't work. She also, I noticed, taped a picture of her and Billy on her cubicle. Yeah. Because remember, Amanda had a frame. This is the difference between Amanda and Allison. (laughs) Amanda had a frame. (laughs) Allison just like, I'll show her. And she just taped up a snapshot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Amanda's been busted. Yeah. And she goes, I see. Well, I'm sorry. Like she starts apologizing to Allison for. I was trying to help. Yeah. yeah, she she makes an excuse. She's like, you know, Lucy would have gone ballistic if she had found out your boyfriend had come. Yeah. But then she goes around the cubicle and she breaks down. Because she's been <laughs> she's owned. She's upset, yeah. Because she's been owned. Yeah, so she kind of just is, we clearly upset. She's acting it. We yeah. see it. She's very upset, She but she has to hide her tears. She keeps her cool talking to Allison. Like, she, like she's like a Michael type. Well, she just immediately switches the story. Like, I was just trying to help. Like, we know what she was doing. Right. That night, Jane is squatting down by the pool in her in her work boots and her cutoff jeans and her little thermal waffle print floral. <laughs> she, she, of course, sleeve. she found the floral waffle print print <laughs> top. long underwear top. <laughs> <laughs> but, she's, she's squatted by the pool with her little... China Phillips haircut because she has to do all the work now to maintain the apartment complex. Yeah. Cause Michael, she booted Michael out yeah. and she's, she's like aggressively, I don't know what she has a bunch of buckets. She's doing something with the pool filters. We don't know what, but it doesn't really matter cause they just have her on some busy work. <laughs> yeah. She's doing busy work. And 
Allison's there and she's telling Allison about how she threw Michael out and she's very upset. And then Joe approaches and she goes, wait, Michael's having an affair. And then Jane's like, yes, Joe, Michael's Joe. Jane's very snippy. She's so, cause she's also to Allison. I guess you were right. Right. It's like, well, she just told you. She was, she was just trying to help. And then Joe tries to comfort Jane. She goes, look, Jane, I've been through this exactly. And Jane interrupts her and she's like, this, this exactly you've been through. I don't think so, Joe. Yeah. Jane is like, she's the only woman in the world who's ever been cheated. (laughs) She, yeah. And she storms off. Meanwhile, Billy is at Escapade magazine typing up a poem about Allison. Do you want me to read it? I, I, I was going to ask oh. if you wanted me to read it, but go ahead. Allison, in my arms, asleep on my shoulder, endless night and dreading morning, dreams that come true, that really do come true. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. This is garbage, Billy. This is garbage. I mean, and at this point, we're like, well, at least he doesn't give it to her. <laughs> he, he, he's typing this poem up on his computer in like 18 point font everyone can it's read huge. it it's huge and this is at work he's on his like work computer right yeah yeah so embarrassing oh right because amanda shows up um, and yes he, he doesn't have the option of quickly shutting the laptop no no um well first cameron his co-worker right he interrupts he he has a brief scene and he's like billy where did you learn about journalism we know not columbia no Amanda walks in and Cameron hits on her and then he leaves and Billy's like, Amanda, what is this? What are you doing? What are you doing in my office? Yeah. What's going on? And she tells Billy, I missed my period. And then I took an at home test and I'm pregnant. I also love that she was like, I still have to confirm with my doctor. I was like, do you, do you, (laughs) you know, you're pregnant, right? Like, um, and we get a big dramatic moment. Yeah, we get we get that sound. So Billy comes home that night all mopey. But Allison has no idea what's going on because she has illuminated their apartment with candles. She's made dinner. Maybe it's tuna surprise. Now, Allison is wearing something that gave me such mega flashbacks. Yes. She has a baby doll dress on with the clip in the back to take oh, it in at the wedding. <laughs> Oh, the, metal, the, the metal, metal clips clip. with the rub, the black like uh, elastic in the middle. Why were those such a thing? I don't know. When I saw that, I was like, oh, like, because I haven't thought about that in so long. But you would put that on the back of your yes. baby doll to yes. kind of cinch it in a bit. Yes, I had dresses like that. It was so funny to see that. Oh my god! And it's this hideous, dusty rose color. Yes, it was yes. a really bad color. To be honest, it didn't even look like a baby doll dress that would have needed to be clipped like it was a weird like you know what i'm saying like yeah it was uh weird but whatever she looks not sexy it's a dress barn dress yeah yeah you tried allison she's got her little half ponytail yeah she (laughs) she really tried billy tells allison amanda stopped by at work and allison's immediate reaction is jesus doesn't she know when to give up I mean, not a bad reaction. No, because up until this point, Amanda has desperately tried to weasel her way back into Billy's life by any means necessary. 
She had just recently tried to trick Allison into not seeing Billy in Palm Springs. Yeah. Allison's got Amanda's number. Absolutely. But what Billy tells her sends her into a tailspin. Billy tells her she's pregnant. And Allison is fucking devastated. She's like, this, is, this isn't fair. We just started. Yeah. <laughs> Allison's reaction to the pregnancy throughout this episode is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I get it's upsetting. Right. But some of her reactions are like, uh, <laughs> no, Allison. <laughs> like, oh, well, some of her reactions are like boundary issues. Like, this isn't, this is, this has nothing to do with you, Allison. Well, it's like, like I said, I get it's upsetting. Right. Even if it happened before you, it's still like, okay, we're going to have to deal with this. Right. In a relationship. Right. But, uh, it's also like some of her pettier thoughts that she willingly shares. I'm like, you should keep that to yourself or share with a friend where you can be nasty with them. Like, yeah. And they'll know you're just venting or share it with your Because some of her things are like shocking to her. I was like, Allison, like you can't say that. Like she's a little self-centered in this episode. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, Allison's fucking devastated. The phone rings at Jane's house and she doesn't pick it up. We just get like a close up of her with a tear. She's got a lot of tears. <laughs> she her, looks like someone literally squirt her face with tear water. Her face is wet. She her, She's wet faced. It looks like it's from a music video almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's Michael calling and he's clearly in some kind of motel room. And this was the comedic button I needed because we see that he's been drinking beer yeah, and it's like a sad hotel room. It's yeah. like a Best Western, like yeah. a low budget one. It's a low, yeah. He's at the it's like some random motel room, but he's been drinking beer right after he boasted to Kimberly at least I'm not drinking. Yeah. Well, looks like you're getting drunk in this motel room and calling your wife. And that's pretty sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a knock at the door. It's Kimberly. And she walks in and says, you are a walking cliche, Mancini. It's true. And then she's like, but I hate seeing you like this. This is so sad. And now Michael has really done a 180 because now he's like, I need to save my marriage. Right. Because up until this point, he didn't seem to give a fuck at all. No. Uh, When he got caught, we talked about it last week. He was just kind of like, go ahead. Like, right. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And now all of a sudden he's desperate to save his marriage. But we'll soon find out that his motives to save his marriage are purely selfish. Yes. They have nothing to do with, I love Jane. No. And more to do with keeping up appearances and, and placating her and sort of smoothing out this situation. That's difficult. Right. But it's just a, it's still a marked change from him last week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause now suddenly he wants to get Jane back and he says, my marriage is destroyed. I can't just jump back into your arms, Kimberly. And he cracks open another beer and he's like, I need to save my marriage. And Kimberly becomes furious. And she's like, I thought I knew you. Yeah. She really lays into him. She's like, I thought you were going to cheat on your wife and, and be with me. Yeah. But you're going to cheat on your wife and feel bad about it and get back together with your wife? How dare you? (laughs) Then she calls him a bastard. Love it. And she stormed out. I liked seeing this was the first episode where we see the cracks in Kimberly. Right. Because she's like, I'm not groveling. And she's like also accuses him of being threatened by her. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? He should be scared of Kimberly. 
I'm scared of Kimberly. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I mean, I agree. She's a different type than Jane, right? Like she, she will go after Michael. Yes. I feel like Jane is like, she'll be pissed, but she'll walk away and not try to go after Michael. Like once it's done, it's done. Jane does one like really, um, outrageous thing to Michael coming up, but it's like absolutely nothing compared. It's just a silly thing. She, that I remember she does to him in the grocery store. (laughs) I don't know if you're. It's not this. even on the same level, though. As no, Michael, yeah. no, no, no. It's just more of a like Jane had a moment where she was like, yes. No. Yeah. I mean, you're bound to snap. Um, but yeah, Jane, Jane just wants to cry, get through this. And and Kimberly is like out for blood already. Yeah. She's fucking furious. Anyway, this is a good place to take a break. OK, we'll be right back. Bye. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So the next day, Billy wakes up and he sees Allison from the window. She's leaving for work already. She's so, she's so upset. Yeah. She doesn't even talk to him that morning. And she runs into Michael, who is sitting outside of the complex in his car, looking like a wreck. I mean, he's, he's like waiting for her, right? To leave. Yeah. And he, and she, and she says, not a good idea, Michael. <laughs> and he's like, well, I want to talk to Jane. And and he, she's like, I want you to talk to Jane. Yeah. Michael says that to Allison. He wants, he wants Allison to talk to Jane to try and win her back. To get Jane to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> now Allison is the mediator. Right. right. He solicited Allison to fix his marriage. And he says... You got to tell her I can't live without her. And she's like, Michael. But then she reluctantly agrees. Of course. That she'll have a conversation with Jane. Meanwhile, Joe is developing pictures of Karen. And Karen is in the work or the dark room or the bathroom slash dark room with, with Joe. And she's talking about how much she loves working with Joe. And then she gets all playful and flirty with Joe. She starts snapping pictures. She's, she's like, like, you could model. Yeah, you could be a model. You're so beautiful. And she's like, they sit on the couch and she's like, how about we hang out tomorrow night? And she's like, I'm sorry, I have plans with Jake. And she's like, 
bring him along yeah. e- even better. <laughs> uh, at this point, we're thinking, what's Karen's game here? She's a completely two-dimensional character. She's a two-dimensional <laughs> character. She's hitting on both Joe and Jake. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it just really feels like Karen's trying to have a threesome with them. Yeah. Or get into a thruple <laughs> situation. At D&D, Amanda's arguing with some guy who's insane looking. He's got like red hair. Oh, right. And like an oversized suit. He's like a vendor or I don't know what he was. I think, yeah. But Amanda's being bitchy to this guy. And Allison arrives. And Amanda says to Allison, I assume Billy told you. Yeah. And Allison's like, you know what, Amanda? I don't want to get involved. This is between the two of you. And I don't even want to know about it. Yeah. And... (laughs) Amanda says to Allison, well, just as long as you don't think that this is some kind of trap. (laughs) And it's like, Amanda, we believe you that you're pregnant. But we also believe that to you, this is a positive thing because it means that you're going to use this to your advantage. Right. And I actually I couldn't remember if she was faking it or not, because it's like she could easily. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Right. That Amanda would do something as devious as fake a pregnancy to get closer with Billy. Or someone who like, maybe she was late on her period. So there's a grain. She's like putting the feelers out. There's a grain of truth to it. And she's like trying to make Billy. But no, she really is pregnant. But she she's like, Allison, this just so you think this is I'm being totally sincere. Yeah. This isn't some kind of trap. Then Billy shows up and Allison's all excited. She's like, Billy. It's so good to see you. What are you doing here? And he's Amanda is excited. No, Allison's excited. She's excited. Well, she just sees Billy and she's like, Billy, hi, what are you doing here? Oh, I thought she was mad at Billy. That's why this was funny. Oh, (laughs) I didn't realize. I didn't remember it. Yeah. She's like excited like a puppy at first until he tells Allison, I'm here to take Amanda to the doctor. And then she's pissed. Got it. Then she's like, I completely missed that. Oh, yeah. We always fuck up Allison and Amanda. So I was like, wait. <laughs> um, no, Billy's just there to take Al- to take Amanda to the doctor. So it's already interfering with Allison's life, just as she predicted. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so later, Allison meets Jane for lunch because now she has to convince Jane to have a conversation with Michael. And Jane starts talking to Allison, you know, maybe this is a good thing. We got married so young. Yeah. She's trying to see the bright side of this, even though she's devastated. And Allison's like, Jane, he wants you guys to make up. And she's like, I don't know what the right thing to do is. Thing to do is. And Jane's like, doesn't know either. And she also is like, I don't know if I could go through this again. Because a part of her believes that this wouldn't be the first time that this would happen with Michael. The last time, too. The last yeah. time. The last time. Um, well, she can't trust him again. She can't I mean, trust classic, him again. Yeah. yeah. But that night, Jane does meet Michael, and they go for a little walk, and he starts launching into, I love you. I miss you, Janie. Just give me another chance. You know, he's sort of like, this happened because we weren't talking as much. He starts putting a little of the blame on her. Yeah. 
Like we both, it's a, you know, we both have responsibility here. I just, (laughs) Michael's excuse for why he fucked Kimberly is just so funny to me. Yeah. That he's like, work is just so crazy. (laughs) You know how it is. Yeah. It happens. Just like you fucked Kay, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she tells him, Michael, I made an appointment with a marriage counselor. Yeah. That's her, uh, that's her prerequisite for sort of starting the path down, getting back together. Right. They have to go to marriage counseling. Yeah. If you want to get back together, you're going to have to go see this marriage counselor. And he marriage goes, counseling. <laughs> this marriage counselor, Michael. And he goes, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I just, I need your forgiveness. Because he needs to be absolved from this immediately. He doesn't give a fuck. He wants to move on and be a good guy again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, you know, inside he was like, oh, marriage counseling. Seriously. He outwardly (laughs) says it later. So but he's just trying to get her to shut up right now. And he's always he's agreeing to this. He's like, whatever it takes, I'll do it. And she's like, he's like, I just want your forgiveness. And she's like, Michael, I don't think I can forgive you right now. Yeah. At Shooters, Allison's having a martini Mm. and Billy shows up. And he confirms they went to the doctor. Amanda really is pregnant. Yeah. And Allison just gets up to leave. She leaves her full martini. She's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> she always says, I'm out of here. <laughs> she's mad. She's out of here. Yeah, she's big mad. She gets up and Billy stops her. And she's like, Billy, I don't even think Ale- Amanda wants this baby. There are options. Yeah, there are <laughs> Can't you convince her to get an abortion? I this is where I was like, Allison, seriously, like I mean, that is outrageous. This is a this is <laughs> Amanda needs to have her own bodily autonomy too, even even though she's a bitch. Right. And being pro-choice means choice. They can pick what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, and Billy's like, it's her decision. Yeah. So we got to hand it to Billy, Billy being a little more <laughs> Billy's correct in this situation. He's correct. He's correct here. Um, even though I, I, I agree with Allison that Amanda probably doesn't want this baby. Right. Or didn't want that or whatever. Or sometimes people don't want it, but then when they get pregnant, they, they want it. They have like a different point of view on it. That happens too. That can happen. But to Allison, this is, this is just purely a nuisance that needs to be dealt with. Well, and to her, it's also clearly Amanda is just doing this to make me mad. Like, and in a way, I that's what I respect about Amanda. She would have a child just to make Allison mad and have to deal with that situation for her whole life. Yeah. Just to own Allison. Right. And that's a level of petty I can respect. Yeah. I mean, th- that is Al- Amanda goes to extremes like that. So I understand Allison's feelings of like, she's just doing this to to fuck right. everything up. But it's just funny because it's a baby. Yeah. It's like a huge deal and huge commitment. Right. Um. And Allison says to Billy, we were so close. I like that for her, this is absolutely the the re- relationship ruiner. Yeah. Like, I I get it being, well, this is a, an interesting twist <laughs> that I have to deal with now or make a decision. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think it means that they can't be in a relationship. She seems to think like, nope, that's done. We're done. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. No, they could still be in a real... And Billy still wants to be with her. 
I just think she's a little too like, no, instantly. Yeah. Like I, I, I would be more like, okay, let me think about this. Like, what's this going to be like? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about logistics. How much are you going to be involved? Like, do you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, so later Amanda and Billy are walking by the Marina. I guess it's the next day, right? Yeah. And Billy tries. He's like, you know, there are options. <laughs> he tries. <laughs> he tried. Allison, he did try. Yeah. Even though it's none of his business. But Amanda tells him an abortion or an adoption is out of the question. It's not a moral thing. It's just a personal thing. I like the female writer who's like, we need to make sure <laughs> we clarify <laughs> that it's not a moral thing. <laughs> yes. And... um. So she's she's irritated, though, that Billy asks her if it's even his baby. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair question, I guess. I think it's a fair question, but I can also see why she'd be irritated. It's like both of them in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like you want to know, but you also want to. I mean, yeah, maybe there is no good way to ask that. Also, Amanda just isn't the type who fucks around. No. Do you know what I mean? She fucks very strategically. Yes. She's very strategic about where her pussy is. And I think she's also thinking, I would have never told you if there was any question. I would have figured it out first. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, So she's, she tells him that her dad's coming in tonight daddy's gotta daddy's gotta come visit yeah and she's dreading telling him that she's pregnant and she says and she also tells billy that he doesn't have to be involved right he's off the hook yeah you're off the hook billy you can go on with your life with allison have your little romance with allison (laughs) (laughs) next we go to the marriage counselor and we see the tail end of their session and jane is like i'm just so angry and her anger she's holding all of her anger in her shoulder pads yeah because she's wearing the largest blazer (laughs) it's like a steve harvey level blazer (laughs) with the largest shoulder pads that i've ever seen yeah it's crazy because jane does not wear stuff like this typically she she's a fan of the pirate blouse she's very soft and blousey this was a structured blazer the shoulders were about half a foot each side <laughs> like Be- it was insane because this is her grown-up outfit she needs to wear to the ma- to the marriage counselor this is her armor <laughs> this is her armor <laughs> she's trying to protect herself from being hurt again so she's doing it with shoulder pads we could do a whole show on just what the costumes of the characters represent on this yeah. sh- on this show that's a good point so the, uh, the marriage counselor at the end of the session recommends that Jane and Michael come twice a week and that it's up to them if they want to continue to live together during this time. But that it could be a good thing. It could be a good thing if Michael moves back in. And as they're leaving, Michael goes, long drive for twice a week. I was laughing at that because I was like, really? Because you guys do those kind of weird drives all the time. Yeah. It seems. How far is this place? Yeah. Yeah, and why would you pick it so far away? I just love that before he's like anything it anything it takes, whatever yeah. it takes. This is classic bad guy behavior. Yeah. Where they are like anything, but then they immediately start complaining when the stuff has to be done. <laughs> 
little right. little bits here and there. Yeah, when it comes time to actually put in the work. Right, twice a week? He's like, I don't want to drive to Westchester. No. But if you want them to be like, I'll go four times a week. I don't fucking care. Well, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll fucking, you know, <laughs> not shower before I go to Wilshire Memorial. <laughs> I don't care. I'll let you sniff my dick every day when I come home. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jane is like, you can move back in, but you have to sleep on the couch. And he's like, great, I'll cook dinner. I was I got excited. I was like, I bet you Michael cooks some good Italian food. He probably does cook a good meal. I bet you he has like a few signature dishes. Yes. Right? He's not like a cook that can do anything. No. But he has like his big CD maybe, mm. meatballs. <laughs> I bet he makes a good meatball. And I I bet it's um you know, Jane makes a lot of like low fat things. Jane makes like a pasta with like a little crumbled goat cheese on top and roasted vegetables like a primavera. Jane loves a penne primavera. That's <laughs> yes. like her signature dish. Yeah. And, and Michael's going to get the red sauce, the he, cheese. He's going to get the parm out. He's going to get the mozzarella. Yeah. And he's going to have like a breaded chicken cutlet somewhere. Oh, yum. That sounds good. But Jane is all about the like, I got, I got whole wheat penne. Jane will take the breading off the chicken. Ugh. <laughs> And then you have the sad little side plate with all the breading on it. And the slimy <laughs> chicken breast. Oh, I'm going to be sick. And he's like, Jane, Janie, eat up. That's the best part. Yeah. And she's like, Michael. And then we have to side with Michael. Michael, I'm watching my waist so I can fit into K Beacon's <laughs> designs. <laughs> anyway, that night, Allison's bitching to Joe. And Joe's like, why don't you just admit it, Allison? You're in love. To me, that line felt like the wrong episode. That's not the issue here, Joe. There's also something I don't buy about Allison and Joe's relationship. Yeah. They don't, it always seems forced to me when they're talking. Yeah. But Jake shows up. Thank God. And, and whisks her away. He whisks Joe away because they're meeting Karen at the club later and Jake's really uncomfortable about it. And this club looks lame as hell it's crazy it looks like it's like a place like a um where you would have like a bar mitzvah like it's too much light <laughs> do you know what i'm saying like it's like dancing but it's not like um it's like what are those rent you rent out the halls like a yeah like do you know a what I'm ballroom saying? like a ballroom that you rent out in a place to have a big party it's one of those big clubs but it was packed to the gills like it was yeah there was a ton of people there anyway allison runs into billy He's going out for a little while because he's and he and she's like annoyed, but he's like, I'm working on her talking about Amanda. He keeps saying that in this episode. I'm working on it. What does that mean to convince her to have an abortion? <laughs> well, that's the only thing that could mean, right? I don't know what that meant. He keeps there's, saying it. Yeah. Like her to deal with this baby so Allison can have a pleasant romantic life. She made her decision, Billy. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure what working on her meant. He's working on her. Anyway, we go to the club and it's bumping. This club is popping. Yeah. Karen Karen is like, Joe, this... Did Karen have an accent? Does she Is she like from Denmark or something? She has like a barely there accent, but it does seem like it goes in and out. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Anyway, but she's telling Joe, she's like, look at this. This is your life. But it's the least glamorous club ever. 
in my opinion. There's nothing spectacular about this club. It's just whatever. Yeah. She's, they're not even in like a VIP section. No, it's so weird to me. Why would you want that to be your life? Um, and she's like, you, your life in, at Melrose place is depressing. You're an (laughs) artist. Yeah. And Karen also says, Joe, I am where I am because I'm willing to do anything once. That's true. I don't know why Karen is so thinks that she has so much social capital that she can make Joe feel jealous. It's very weird. Or they don't really establish that she's some big time model. Even she doesn't seem like we saw the photo shoot at the beach. Right. And she doesn't seem particularly like if she was a very successful model, she would be rich. Right. Yeah. She would be wealthy and she doesn't seem wealthy. She doesn't even seem that connected. No. She is doing these weird photo shoots on the beach. Well, that's what I mean about like this club. Like if she was truly connected and wealthy, we would be seeing more of a big VIP area, like you said, or it would just look more upscale or exclusive or have some weird Studio 54 elements or something. Yeah. And it's just so nothing. Yeah, I don't buy it, Karen. Um, then, then she moves in to kiss Joe. And Joe pulls away. And she's like, this isn't me. Oh, did we miss the part you, where she hits she, on Jake? Yeah, that happens after uh, she dances with Jake first. Okay, the way she's dancing with Jake is this like is, so aggressive. This was incredibly inappropriate because this was sexual dancing. Yes. This is what you do with someone you want to fuck. Like, yeah. I mean, she does. But I was a little surprised because Jake seemed to be going along with it. I was like, do you think this is how you dance with a woman who's not your girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> While your girlfriend is right there? Right. And then she kisses Jake. She kisses Jake hard on the mouth and starts like making out with him. But he kind of, he goes along with it. He goes along with it for like three seconds. And then all of a sudden he pulls back. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Look, it's a little too, there's a little too many seconds for my taste. If that was my boyfriend and I was right there. Yeah. Because it was like really of passionate kiss. It was like his reaction time was so slow. It was too slow. And I'd be mad. But then he pulls away all outrage. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. And she's like, Joe wouldn't mind. And he's like, but I do. <laughs> I was like, well, you didn't for the first three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Jake leaves. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going home. Yeah. And Joe's like, all right. And so her and Karen are alone at the club and she moves in to kiss Joe on the little banquette. Yeah. And Joe immediately pulls away and she's like, that's not me. Joe's like, I am a one on the Kinsey scale. (laughs) Yeah. Joe's like, look, I know everyone at Melrose Place got lesbian vibes from me. And so did the audience watching. But guess what? I am incredibly straight. Yeah. She's not interested. She's, she's like, I know. Because she's like, maybe you don't know till you try. And she's like, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. That's what she said. I have zero interest in fucking a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dick only. Yep. Allison is not at the club because she's cuddled up on the couch watching TV with her little blanket. Classic Allison. Classic Allison. Where's the big old bluebell container of ice cream? Yeah. 
she she's replaced it with vodka. She's she has replaced <laughs> it with vodka at this point. Billy comes home and she's upset that he went to Amanda's apartment. And she's like, "What about me?" And he says, "I'm trying to work it out." Yeah. And she just starts breathlessly trying to explain to him that what they have together, her and Billy, is impossible to find, especially in Los Angeles. And that it's all being ruined. And she's like, I gave everything to you. I was like, girl, it's been a weekend. <laughs> she <laughs> like, did, what is she talking she's about? She's talking about anal. <laughs> Seriously? She let him do everything. That's the first time she's yeah, ever done that. Of course. Yeah. That's marriage material. That's, yeah. And so she's crying. And then she says, you never once asked me how I'm feeling. I don't know that that's true. I don't think that's true. And I don't know that her feelings in this situation are the biggest priority. Billy is the one dealing with a bigger crisis than Allison. Yes. Like she's not even dealing with a crisis because Billy has not said, I'm leaving you to be with Amanda and raise our child together. There's no crisis outside of this might be a little inconvenient to you. Has she comforted Billy? Yeah. Has she's she, so self-centered in this. She's very self-centered in this episode, even though I understand it would, it could be, this could be a very stressful situation for and her. And for some people, they might not want to be with someone who has a kid. Like, and that's right. perfectly fine, but it's like, that's a decision she needs to make. Right. It's too late to go back and think about what could have been. Uh, Billy did not plan this. Right. You can't be mad at him. It's not his fault. They, it wasn't like he cheated on her. No, this, no, 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 no. It, yeah, exactly. So, but she, like I said, I get why she's upset about this situation because it's like, God, this is fucking crazy. This is throwing a wrench in what I thought our relationship would be. This is, this is one of those situations where you can be upset for yourself, but also understand that there's something else going out on that's not related to you. Yeah. But it's affecting you. Like Right. So Yeah. And and he assures her. He says, Allison, I'm not gonna lose you. Like this is we're not breaking up. Right. He's trying to reassure what he thinks her fears are. And she says, It's too late, Billy. You already have. You lost me. Yeah. The next day, Billy and Jake are walking and talking about it. And because of course he goes to Jake and Jake even says as much. He's like, are you just asking me? Cause I have a kid I didn't know about. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Jake, that's, you're literally the only person I'm asking a friend who might have some, um, advice based on experience. Yeah. And Jake is like, you know, Billy, if you walk out now, you might not get a second chance with that kid. Yeah. It's too late. If you wait a few years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's Jake's advice to him. Yeah. At Jane and Michael's, Jane is packing a picnic for the beach. She's going to the beach alone. She's going to the beach alone with a real picnic basket. Like a yogi bear. <laughs> this I was is like, this like, is an insane thing to do by yourself. She's going by herself. And like not just packing a lunch, she's actually putting it into a picnic basket. I don't know why this is so Jane to me. It's so Jane. She's going to put it in her cabriolet. She's wearing a turquoise pirate blouse. Yes. And while she's packing up this picnic basket, Michael's like, I want to come. And she's like, no, Michael, this is a solo, <laughs> a solo Jane trip to the beach with my big picnic basket. 
And then Michael does something that which I really can't stand in real life. When people who are like bad use therapy talk to manipulate, because he's like, but we're trying to open lines of communication. He's weaponizing therapy language. Yeah, it's terrible. So his pager goes off. And of course, Jane's like, of course. Even though she didn't want him to go anyway. Right. <laughs> but she's a little <laughs> irritated. But see, this would have played better, I think, if she's like, fine, you can come. And yes. Then, do you know what I mean? Yes. She's annoyed. And he's like, what, you don't believe me? I really do got to go to the hospital. And she's, then he gets mad at her for not trusting him. He's like, God, Jane. It's like you literally used the hospital to cheat on me. And it's, like, <laughs> yeah. And it's been like a week. Yeah. And he's like, God, Jane, when are you going to learn to trust me again? Again, and, she, and then Jane, Jane takes it up there again. Yeah. She's she says, I have been the perfect little wife, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> At the hospital, it's madness. And he has to assist Kimberly with a patient. And they're putting a cast on this patient. And it is like ghost but with paper mache. Yes. I was like, this is so horny. Why they're like rubbing the cast together. <laughs> I was like, is that even how you put them on? They are sensu- sensually <laughs> applying these molds, this yeah, cast like the mold. Plaster of Paris. The plaster can you hand of me Paris. That strip and wet it good. <laughs> it's just Get it like wet. I, they should have done some nice double entendres about wet. And and Kimberly also has like a little piece of um like a plaster on her face some two perfect blush smears yeah yeah she's got some smudge of plaster and michael wipes it off sensually so already they can't go two seconds being together without being horny yeah it doesn't matter what how unhorny the activity (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna make it horny yeah and so he wipes off the plaster and they start giggling i missed you i missed you too so yeah, it's over. It is so over. They can't resist each other. Michael Al- Michael was a good husband for like one day. For one day. And not even that good. And he was never ever horny, that horny for Jane. No. Even when he like was horny and he was having sex with her, he wasn't horny for Jane. No. He was thinking about some broad he saw in the lobby. He was of- thinking about that salad, that niçoise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Allison is doing Billy's laundry crazy classic move allison well it's like yeah i was actually shocked because she went in his room and was like putting his stuff in the laundry basket too i was like you're not even a couple were you doing this for him as a roommate like yeah she must have been doing his laundry the whole time well they're a couple now but it's only been one week yeah (laughs) i'm just saying it seemed like she does that I bet she, I don't think I would do someone's laundry unless I, I asked them. I think she always did it. Yeah, I me too. do think I feel like there was a scene where she was like early in this series where she was like doing his laundry. Well, there's lots of reasons people might not want you going through their pockets or whatever. <laughs> like, right. She's going through his pockets like it's her son. And she's like, oh, I better take the tissues out of here. What are these condoms for? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and he, she finds the poem that Billy wrote. Ugh. And she's like, oh, she should have been like, well, maybe this is for the best. (laughs) We're ending things. Yeah. But Billy's down at the marina and he is running out onto the pier where Amanda is on the boat that's docked with her father. And he tells Amanda, I want to be involved in the pregnancy. And she's thrilled. 
Yeah, victory is hers. There goes Melon. Melon wants to be a dad, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, the dad, Amanda's dad is on the boat, and he's like, get the fuck on the boat. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Billy. He's so rude. The dad is so aggressive in this scene. That's his only personality trait. Get the fuck on the boat. <laughs> you fucking asshole. He's they're lit- he's like I'm taking off. Amanda has to jump on and she's pregnant. She's like I'll fucking leave you and your fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. Um Billy doesn't want to get on the boat and he just watches it sail away. And him and Amanda just watch each other as yeah. the boat sails away. He walks all the way to the end of the pier. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how the episode ends. Look, None of us are surprised that Billy would want to be a dad and do the right and do the quote right unquote, thing. do the right thing. Right. Just like he wanted to own the furniture store. He's the, he's the easiest guy to guilt into doing the right thing that ever existed. <laughs> yeah. He'll just do whatever, anything to avoid writing an actual book or screenplay. Yeah. He's the opposite of Michael. Michael, you can get to do anything bad. Yeah. <laughs> for the wrong reason. Yeah, and Billy, you can get to do good things for the right reasons that's or so, goodish things. That's so interesting. They really are polar opposites in that way. Because Billy has a genuinely good heart, and we've talked about this before. Even though his execution of things can be very clumsy, right? Uh, I agree. So yeah, there was no question. This is what he was going to be doing. I think he truly thought, "I'll be a good boyfriend to Allison, and I can be a dad and a good." Um, parent partner to Amanda. There's no reason I can't do both. And I think that's sweet and that's completely doable, even with someone like Amanda, as long as you set a boundary with her. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do it. Yeah. So, and it, you know, Allison has a right to not want to be in that situation for sure. Yeah. But she certainly, if that was the case, she can be like, Hey, this isn't for me, but I respect that you're making this difficult decision and doing the right thing for your child. Right. You got to prioritize someone's child over your relationship. Of course. Uh, I would think. Yeah. Um, even if you don't want to be a part of it. Right. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, we will be back shortly with the season finale. Yeah. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 